friends, welcome back to Muscle Maven Radio. I'm your host, Ashley Van Houten. Okay, so I'm just gonna dive right into it. One of the things I'm trying to do with this podcast is at least once a month or so, I wanna try to do a shorter episode that is more specific to a topic. So rather than having a guest come on and talk about gut health, for example, maybe I would have a guest come on and talk about, um, I don't know, IBS specifically for 20 minutes. I mean, that isn't the sexiest example in the world, but you kind of get where I'm going with this, right? I'd you don't always have to listen for an hour. Um, you don't always have time. Sometimes it's nice to just drill down really pretty deeply on one very specific topic, just in a short digestible chunk, um, and then you can kind of move on with your day. Um, so it's something I'm experimenting with. I'm having a hard time with it, to be honest with you, because I find that the experts I bring on want to talk for longer than that. I want to talk for longer than that. I tried to do a couple short ones on my own. I have a um, healthy skincare, um, skin health episode that I did by myself a couple weeks ago that I think ended up being like 40 minutes. I was hoping it was going to be like 20. So I'm working on it. I'm trying. If it is something that you think would be really valuable, first of all, if there's any topics you want me to cover, as always, reach out to me through my website, ashleyvanhouten.com. Instagram at the muscle maven, however you want to get in touch with me, get in touch with me, let me know what the topics are. Um, but if you really do value some of these shorter, quicker podcasts, let me know. And I will keep trying. (laughs) If you don't, if you just like the one hour format and we kind of just go where the conversation takes us, that's great too. Let me know. Um, all that to say today is another attempt. Um, I have, Uh, a guest on who is an expert in plant medicine. He's a chemist. um, And his name's Mark uh, Vorderbruggen. No, I'm not pronouncing that right. That's a tough one. Um, But he is the um, sort of medicine man, if you will, behind Medicine Man Plant Co., which is a company that I'm partnering with for the podcast because they make really cool um, plant-based supplement products. Um, And he is an expert in this stuff. So what I wanted from him was to come on and talk about, instead of just talking about plant medicine for an hour, I wanted him to talk about specific plant medicines. um, And in this case, ingredients that you guys might already have in your pantry in your kitchen and you just don't even realize what the benefits are or what they're doing or how you could be using them um, to your benefit. So in this episode, Mark is talking about sage, which you may know as just kind of a tasty um, herb that you put on your turkey or your chicken. Um, But it turns out it has a really long list of awesome and pretty impressive benefits that people have used for uh, centuries, I guess, around brain health and focus, antibacterial benefits, digestive support, all kinds of stuff. So he's going to dive deep about sage, about its history, about how people used it, um, how people can use it now, um, and some of the benefits. And I ask him some questions about like, okay, but how much sage do you really need? Um, is putting it on our turkey going to make any difference? All that kind of stuff. Um, So I just thought that, you know, nerding out on kind of specific topics briefly 
might be cool. You let me know what you think. Um, as a reminder, if you want to learn more about Medicine Man Plant Co. and their products, all the ingredients they use, um, how they come up with their formulations, all of it's really fascinating. And they have a ton of information on their website. Um, so you can go to medicinemanplantco.com and also use the code MUSCLEMAVEN for a 20% discount if you want to try any of their stuff. Um, but again, in an effort to try and keep these short, I'm just going to go right into the episode now with Mark. He's going to talk about sage, all the good things it can do for you and why you might want to start putting it in more of your recipes. So here we go. All right, Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always fun to talk to you. I like your um, pretty, I, I'm pretty sure you're not actually where it looks <laughs> like you are, but I do like that background. It looks very realistic. Yeah, this is actually my backyard. And if I were out there right now, I would be sucked dry of blood by the mosquitoes. Okay. Yeah, uh. it's there's there's upsides and downsides to nature, as I'm sure that could be an entire podcast we could talk oh, about. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so I have talked about you and your company a little bit. We did an IG live, like we've talked about some, some plant medicines and some um, natural ingredients and a little bit about your company. Um, but what I wanted to do with this episode is kind of just dive really deeply on like one specific ingredient um, or component that's really good for us that maybe people already know about that they already like have in their kitchen or something. Um, because I feel like sometimes with podcasts and having someone like you who's so knowledgeable, I want to ask a million questions. And so we kind of cover like a lot of stuff really quickly instead of like, let's just talk about one thing and like really learn about it. Um, sure. So that's the plan. But before we get into the, the ingredient, the special ingredient that we're going to talk about today, mm -hmm. can you just tell our listeners a little bit more about your background and how you uh, came to be, you know, a medicine <laughs> man? Sure. So uh, the basic description of me is I am a chemist raised by wolves. Uh, I was... <laughs> Yeah, so I have a master's in medicinal chemistry, a PhD in physical organic chemistry. So I don't make the molecules. I figure out which molecules already in existence are the ones you need to do a particular job. Okay. Uh, grew up in Minnesota. That's where I learned the foraging side. Both my parents are great outdoors people. They're both 87 and still out there every day, you know, collecting the plants. Dad just got uh, his turkey hunting season up in Minnesota. So he just got himself a nice big turkey. Uh, pretty happy about that. Nice. But that's where I, I learned to love the plants and then applied them through my career. I actually spent 18 years in the oil industry using my knowledge of natural products to come up with environmentally friendly replacements for traditionally less friendly oil field chemicals. Uh, my first patent was using cinnamon as a corrosion inhibitor for oil field equipment. My 14th and most recent patent was mimicking oyster shells, self-assembling oyster shells on sand to prevent silicosis, the dust that can cause problems. And that has spread across a bunch of different industries. Wherever there is dusty sand, yeah. uh, they're interested in that. So that it's been is, a fun career. That's fascinating. I mean, again, we could all already go in like a bunch of different directions, <laughs> but I just want to ask one question about this. Cause like the cinnamon thing is like, that's crazy. These patents, and they're obviously being used, are they, is there a limitation um, because you're coming up with solutions that may be more natural and better for the planet or better for the environment, but also perhaps 
more expensive, more work, you know? So is there, is that sort of always kind of like the parallel issue where it's like, yeah, we've got a better option, but if people don't want to do it because it takes more effort and money, it's only going to go so far. Yeah. And that's always been one of the big problems with any sort of green technology yeah. is it's cost more. And a lot of times it isn't as efficient in the oil industry. If it costs more or isn't as efficient, it gets kicked out the door. So in my case, I had that was part of the parameter set for solving the problem. Uh, in general, it has to be 40% cheaper or 40% more effective. Otherwise, they're not even going to run with it. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. I definitely feel like that could be another podcast. <laughs> I'm going to make a note of that because that's actually oh, cool. really fascinating. Yeah. Um, okay. But let's get back on track. So <laughs> you, you are creating formulas for Medicine Man Plant Co. that have ingredients that work synergistically together to address certain concerns or maybe health issues or just like people who want to feel better or more vital or more focused or whatever in a variety of ways. Um, and we can kind of talk about that more, you know, at any time, but I wanted to, there was one ingredient that we had talked about offline that, uh, seems to be a pretty common one. Like most people will know what you're talking about, but may not know all of its benefits and why it works the way it works. So we're going to talk about sage today, right? Absolutely. Okay. Your regular, you know, kitchen, whoops, green screen effect. That yeah. you say. <laughs> I see it. I see but, it. But yeah, when yeah, I sage. When I think of sage, I, and I don't know if this is just like the circles that I run in, but like when I think of sage, I think of like essential oils and kind of like, hipster hippie like i'm gonna like anoint myself and i'm gonna feel good because sage i don't know it smells good or something that's literally what i know about sage so i am the perfect student so okay cool well just to go hippie wise for a while so sage smudges that's a very common thing in a lot of a lot of places where they just burn the sage to get rid of the evil spirits and so forth normally that is the white sage not the culinary sage the culinary sage is a salvia officinalis, uh, but they have the same compounds. But they're uh, different, or they're, they're different, different plant. Okay. They're different plants. They're in the same genus. Okay. So they're they're very they're like brothers and sisters to one okay. another. But the okay. culinary sage is what we'll be mainly talking about. But since you brought up the yeah. the, the the hippie sage, uh, actually one would be better calling it like the Native American sage sort of thing where it uh, again the the effect was believed the the smoke would drive away evil spirits and actually the smoke from the sages is very antimicrobial hmm. uh, so that's kind of what's part of the issue there's there's a whole nother side of the universe that we we kind of ignore and we can talk about that at another time too we've got like but six podcast topics lined up already That's, easily <laughs> that is kind of fascinating though like first of all and i like that you made that clarification that this is actually like something that kind of hipsters have co-opted which is another conversation entirely but like you know honoring ancestral wisdom is something that you guys are all about with your company yes. um but it's it's weird for me to think about something like smoke as having like health properties because you just think smoke bad probably don't want to breathe it in probably don't want to be exposed to it for long periods of time but like the smoke itself has antimicrobial yeah. properties okay so since we're on that can we go sideways just a little bit farther yeah, yeah. okay good good Okay, so the Lewis and Clark expedition, where they were traveling across, exploring the, the you know the central North America, 
uh, whenever they met a new tribe, they would have a peace pipe ceremony because basically smoking the, 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 the tobacco with the tribe was a way of saying, don't kill us yet. Let's talk for a bit first. And one of the things, if you read the journals, the Lewis and Clark journals, they start talking about during these ceremonies, the different Native Americans would start farting really badly. Okay. And it really offended Lewis and Clark. And finally, after months of this, they asked, okay, what's going on here, guys? What, what, what's with the farting? And they said, well, we have to get rid of the air. And it's like, okay, this is not helping it. What are you talking about? So when the Native Americans, uh, like at least the Plains Indians, uh, the Sioux, the Comanche, those, when they would smoke, they would swallow the smoke rather than breathe it into their lungs. And if you think about it, your lungs are designed to transfer the oxygen in and the carbon dioxide out. You know, you got the evoli, the blood, you know, that sort of thing. They're not really designed to move other chemicals in and out of the body. They're very inefficient at that. But your stomach is designed to take, you know, everything and get it into your blood. And so by swallowing the smoke, they are swallowing the medicinal compounds in the, in the plants too. They, they did not have the ability to make tea. They did not have any, you know, metal cups or pots or anything. So most of what they were or taking medicinally, they would smoke it. They would swallow the smoke to get the compounds into their stomach and then into the blood and off doing its things. So fascinating. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I will tell you, those of you who are smoking, the next time if you smoke and you swallow the smoke rather than inhaling it, it's going to kick your ass because you're going to get a whole lot more of the nicotine and everything else too. Or so. whatever else. Or whatever else. Yes. Yes. So. Got it. That's yeah. It very what interesting else would tip. they be smoking? <laughs> we are, well, in Canada. <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, okay. yeah. it's legal up here. That's that's one of our benefits of being up north. Um, okay. But that's, that is really, that's a practical tip. I think people listening are going to okay. take with them already. So fantastic. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's get into sage now. Yes. Culinary sage. Yes. Okay. So Selvia officinalis. Most people, when they think sage, maybe they think like some turkey stuffing or on chicken mm -hmm. or things like that. Uh, but let's go way back, way back, thousands and thousands of years okay. when we were first figuring out the medicine and the plants and so forth. A lot of plants have compounds that have really interesting effects on the human body, not just coffee and marijuana. A lot of plants have all sorts of different powers. And so as these powers were learned, these herbs became part of our diet and they became culinary herbs. That was one of the easiest ways. Because a lot of like, if, you, if you've ever tried taking a teaspoon of sage straight, it's not a pleasant experience. So mixing it with other things became the way. And so a lot of the culinary spices that we have in our kitchens now were originally used as medicine. And, but they just you know, cooks decided this tastes good. So like you were saying, we were actually, we, hopefully we can have a number of discussions going through, you know, the spice cabinet and saying, mm -hmm. you can use this for this, and this, but sage. Okay. Originally from the Mediterranean area. So along the, you know, like Greece and so forth, that's where the earliest records of it go back to. And it was mainly used for its uh, two properties. One, it seemed to make people smarter. And two, it seemed to make them uh, more disease resistant. So, Sounds great. Uh, yeah. So the name Sage, if you think, you know, a learned person, the, the, the scholars of the, that's because they would drink lots of Sage tea. So taking a teaspoon of Sage, pretty rough. Taking a teaspoon in a cup of hot water, 
somewhat better. Okay. <laughs> Usually I got to mix some stuff in to make it taste better. But by drinking the sage tea, they, they develop better mental powers. So let's talk about those first. And then we'll get to the, the, the overall health type things. Okay. So in the sage, there are a number of compounds and we're not going to go into the chemistry. That'll just cause your viewers to fall asleep. But uh, so some of those compounds help with the overall focus and attention and memory recall of the okay. brain. So in your brain, you have uh, a number of different neurotransmitters. One of them is acetylcholine, and that's used to send messages all through your brain. You also have an enzyme whose purpose is to break down that acetylcholine. For whatever reason, uh, the more acetylcholine within reason, you don't like a, you know, a swollen brain filled with it, but the more acetylcholine you have in your brain at a given time, the more awake and attentive you will feel, the easier it is to store things in long-term memory and bring them back out of long-term memory. It even has some mood lifting sort of effects. Okay. The compounds in SAGE interfere with the enzyme that's trying to destroy the acetylcholine. Because, you know, you, you got janitors in your brain. When the figures, you no longer need this chemical, we get rid of it mm -hmm. and use those parts to build something else. Well, you're drinking the SAGE and you slow down the brain's own cleaning services that are trying to get rid of the acetylcholine. Hmm. So uh, uh, there's a number of antidepressant medications that uh, one of the ways they work is they interfere with that enzyme trying to break down the acetylcholine. Hmm. So, but by maintaining higher levels of the acetylcholine in your brain, like I said, you get improved attention, memory, focus, that sort of thing. So okay. by drinking the sage tea, you are stimulating the brain, keeping it Able, you know, it's like working, you take the, the pre-workout type supplements. Uh, in this case, you're taking the, 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 the workout supplement for the brain. Hey friends, bear with me for a quick second while I tell you about the company that made today's episode possible. It's going to be relevant to you, I promise. Uh, these are my friends over at Bioptimizers. They make gut health supporting products um, that are some of the highest quality, most effective that I certainly have ever tried, which is why I support them now and they support me really well. Um, they have a range of products, including their most popular, the ones that I'm using all the time, masszymes, uh, digestive enzymes, and their probiotic product. They also have a magnesium product that's really great. Um, they have another uh, gut health promoting collagen powder that's chocolate flavored that I take in the morning because of course it's chocolate flavored. It's awesome. But all of their products, they've probably got a, a dozen, are all about promoting gut health. And I started taking their stuff at the very beginning of the P word, the pandemic last year, because that was a while ago now. And um, it was when I was stuck inside. Stress was really high. My food was great. I mean, my lifestyle was as on point as it could be when you're stuck inside the house. But I was experiencing some gut health related issues, some weird symptoms that I'd never had before. And I started taking their products religiously and it made an incredible difference, like a significant difference. I almost couldn't believe how impressive it was. And I've been using it on and off ever since, mostly when I need to support my health around times of stress or travel, or if I'm kind of off my diet or my lifestyle in any way. Um, but these are products that you can be taking all the time and they have made a, a huge difference in my life. And so that's why I want to pass that information along to you guys. So you can head to bioptimizers.com or you can just click the link in the show notes and you can use the discount code, you guessed it, MuscleMaven for a discount. 
work on that gut health. It is important. Thanks, guys, for listening. Back to the show. Okay. So, oh, you look like you have a question. I mean, I have lots of questions, but I guess I, I, might, I might be getting ahead of myself here because there's a lot more we can talk about with this one ingredient. But one of the things that kind of comes up in my head all the time when I think about things like this and, um, you know, studies that talk about different spices or herbs that are beneficial for um, pretty, like make pretty significant improvements, can make pretty significant improvements in your health or brain function or all these things. I always go back to, okay, but for how long do I have to be taking this and how much do I have to take? Because a lot of times, like, you know, you can talk about like the blood sugar regulating um, effects of cinnamon, but like maybe the fine print says you need like a quarter <laughs> cup a day or something. And I'm like, nobody's eating that much cinnamon. So yeah. do, what's the deal with like amounts and time and how much you need, you know? Okay. Great, great, great question. So one of the nice things about the brain is overall, it's not very big and everyone's brain is within relatively the same size. So the, the concentrations needed to affect the brain are a lot lower than what you need for other things like the blood sugar control and things of that nature. And rather than try and go back from memory, I will look at my bottle of the brain pill, which actually has sage in it. Um, 750 milligrams of the dried sage. So my formulations, they're based on science. Whenever I'm talking about the properties of the plants, I'm going what research has found. If it's not supported by research and, and, you know, tradition use, then I'll, I'll mention, I'll make it very clear that I'm talking about traditional uses now. But the 750 milligrams of dried leaves, that was based on a number of different research papers for an average uh, person of around 165 pounds. What would that be? Like uh, 90 kilograms? Something like that. Somewhere in there, somewhere, yeah. Sort of person. So it takes three capsules. And there's also some other components in there, but that's one of the things with the Medicine Man products. Uh, in some cases, you're taking four, you know, there might even be five capsules to get what science has decided is the amount needed for the average person. Okay. So. All right. And you mentioned yeah. that you do have sage in one of your formulas. So can you talk about that a little bit and also the other ingredients? Because this oh, is the sure. other thing that like nerds like to get into <laughs> is like, okay, well, if this one ingredient works, like what other ingredients are going to help it work better? And then conversely, what ingredients are going to make it maybe not work as well? Okay. So the sage is in the brain pill. And along with the sage, there are two other components. There is lion's mane mushroom which is really cool because lion's mane mushroom, uh, it has a long history of use in Asia as a to help the brain. And what science has found is that the uh, beta-glucans, chemistry, uh, big in it, words. <laughs> big words, actually that's for chemistry, that's a medium-sized word, yeah. but they actually increase the number of neural connections in the brain. They stimulate the growth of, of connections between the different cells. So that helps a lot with the, again, the recall, the memory, creativity. Uh, I will warn people, if you're taking the brain pill, do not take it before going to bed because you can have very vivid dreams uh, and after the last year and a half we've had, uh, sometimes these dreams may not necessarily be good yeah. dreams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's more of a morning sort of thing. So we have the sage for attention and focus, uh, the lion's mane for improved neural connections. The sage effect is just a temporary effect. The lion's mane effect as those grow, 
they hang around. As long as you're using those neural connections and doing a lot of thinking and brain exercises, they're going to remain. But the sage effect is only temporary. And then the third thing in there is also ginkgo leaf, another uh, tree from Asia. And what they found with the ginkgo leaf is it increases the blood flow to the brain. And by bringing more blood to the brain, you're bringing more oxygen to the brain and more glucose to the brain. Both things that are necessary when you are thinking hard. Okay. I know, you know when I was like working on the peachy and so forth and just, just deep in the books and all this stuff and thinking really hard, by the end of the day, I was just exhausted. It felt like I had, you know, just run, you know, 18 miles or something mm -hmm. like that. So, but uh, yeah, the more fuel and oxygen you can get to the brain, the more power the brain has to do what you need your brain to do. Yeah. The sage is an increasing the focus allows you to stay, you know, in the zone longer. And then the lion's mane, the external connections, again, helps with the memory too, even more so than the sage. Mm -hmm. So they work together. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about um, efficacy of some of these ingredients when they are like dried or however you're, you're processing them versus fresh. And if any of these things can be consumed fresh, because, you know, it's like conversations, the same with spices as it is with vegetables and meat and everything. It's like, well, is it better to eat it like fresh and raw, like straight from the source or should we be drying it? And does it change the compounds and how does oh. it? <laughs> oh man. It's like, you have great questions here. This is awesome. Okay. So let's start first with the lion's mane, because it is a mushroom. Uh, not a plant. And yeah. so it is treated differently. But the lion's mane, uh, in our case, we are taking the fruiting bodies, the actual part you would see, and we're doing a hot water extract. So the beta glucans, the particular active molecules in there, to get the amount we need, we are extracting them from the mushroom, and then we freeze dry it. So with that, how much was that there? The... Uh... Yeah, uh, 750 milligrams of that too, of the, the beta-glucans. And there's a variety of beta-glucans, but we don't need all the other stuff. To get the amount of beta-glucans, to get 750 milligrams would require a lot of mushroom. So in this case, we're doing a hot water extraction, which again, still fits in the whole medicine man thing, because in Asia, they were drinking it as a tea. So they were doing the exact same thing, except in our case, we are then freeze drying it. So... The, the water temperature is around 180 degrees, so below boiling. So there is no destroying of the molecules. Then it is freeze-dried, which also does nothing to change the structure of the molecules, does not chemically alter it any. So you have the pure beta-glucans, and away you go. Okay, the sage leaf. Yes, you can use sage like pick it from your garden and use it in recipes. But let's talk for a second about plants. They have what's, you know, a hard, rigid cell wall. So what you want is the stuff inside those cells. So if you just take the green leaves and drop them in water or drop them in your turkey, you're going to get some of the flavors, but not all of them. As you chew and eat the sage leaf, if you just took a raw sage leaf and started eating it, the... You know, destruction your teeth render upon the sage leaf. Yeah, it will rupture the, the cell walls and let everything out. You also get a lot of chlorophyll, which frankly doesn't have a good flavor. There are health reasons for chlorophyll. But when you dry a plant or if, if a plant thinks it's dead, the last thing it does is trigger an enzyme whose purpose is to start chewing holes through that cell wall 
So then all the nutrient stuff can be more easily returned to the soil. So it's babies or itself can use those, reuse those nutrients. Uh, some of your viewers either may have frozen green beans or had a grandma or someone who freeze green beans. And before they put the green beans in the freezer, they stick them in boiling water for a minute, then ice them down and then put them in the freezer. The reason for doing that is so the boiling water actually screws up the enzyme so it can no longer chew through the cell wall. If you didn't do that for green beans, if you just took them right out of the garden, put them in the freezer, your green beans will turn to mush in their freezer, even at the you know, zero degrees Celsius or negative you know, 15 or whatever the freezers are at, that enzyme is still slowly chewing away at the cell wall. In the case of medicinal plants and herbs, and even in flavors, if you just let the plant hang dry for two weeks, let that enzyme open up the cell walls. One of the things that occurs, well, there's two things. One, you get the openings. So now when you put the, the plant material in liquid, say water, alcohol, whatever you want, there are escape routes mm -hmm. for the compounds to get out. Um, that was one thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. What's the other thing that happens yeah. after it's been hanging there dry? Oh, okay. Yeah, so the water goes away. The water, once the holes are open, the water evaporates and then the enzyme stops working. So now you have a, a shelf stable form of the herb. The thing you don't want to do is speed dry it. So you okay. don't put it in a dehydrator, don't put it in an oven, because if you speed dry it, you force the water out of the tiny little stoma, the little valves in the leaves, uh, but you don't get the rupturing effect of the, the cell wall. Okay. So you'll just have, it's almost like putting the green leaf in the water. Most of the stuff is going to stay trapped in. Oh, the other thing about drying is it actually gets rid of a lot of the chlorophyll. So you don't have the chlorophyll flavors, but it does leave the magnesium, which you do need. So there's magnesium and sage or just all plants, all plants. Yeah. Oh. It's one of the, yeah, different levels in different plants, but it is one of the key ions in the chlorophyll that's used during the photosynthesis. Interesting because yeah. that's also one of the sort of micronutrients that human beings are most efficient in and that we need for so many things mm -hmm. that will make our life better, like better sleep and relaxation and like calming and all of that yep. stuff. Are, are you telling me right now that if we ate more vegetables, <laughs> we would feel better? Is that what you're saying? You can so say anyway. it. <laughs> you can say it. It's true. So dark leafy greens. Yeah, that's one of the benefits. The darker, the greener, the leafier. We don't eat a lot of chlorophyll anymore, partially yeah. because it doesn't taste that good. It's not easy. It's not convenient. Okay. Yeah. So leafy green, you know, the I'm learning. I'm learning a lot. I'm, on, I'm <laughs> honestly, I'm learning a lot from this already. This is amazing. Um, I, I'm just expecting Paul Saladino to be sending hit squads after me right now. Well, that's why you're on my podcast because I'm open and willing to hear stuff. Even if I don't happen to have a lot yeah. of dark leafy greens in my fridge right now, <laughs> I am willing to try new things and open my mind and anything that will give me magnesium, because honestly, that's one of the things yeah. that I supplement with the most because I recognize how important it is mm -hmm. for so many of our bodies functions. And I know just, it's like vitamin D is the other big one I feel like, but magnesium, we just aren't getting enough of it. Right. So, um, okay. That's good to know. All right. So with sage, is there something that individuals, if they're going out and looking for it just to add it to their arsenal, maybe they like, if they wanted to try like tea, could they, would that work? Or is it like, yeah. you know, if someone's uh, like, I want to try this old school, like I want to go, <laughs> I want to get some sage and like, 
drink some tea. Yeah. So, I mean, you can just go to the store, get the dried sage. Uh, I'd put it before I developed the brain pill, I was putting it in my coffee every morning. Hmm. I go through a lot of coffee. I, I, I have a five cut coffee maker. And so that's my first one, okay. <laughs> you know, and then I would just put about uh, a half teaspoon of sage, mix it in with the coffee grounds and have sage coffee in between the caffeine and, okay. and just get it that way. Cause you're, you're getting the water extract, the particular compounds in the sage, the most active ones are water soluble. So they will be extracted um, by eating the entire freeze dried sage leaf. You're getting other things, micro you know, nutrients and fibers and things like that. So, but yeah, the, just throwing it in your coffee. Um, let's see. So if I was going half a teaspoon per five cups, I'll let someone else do the math. <laughs> You're drinking five cups of coffee a day. I would be um, crawling out of my skin. More like eight to 10. Holy moly. Okay. I'm okay. I'm six, five, I'm 220 pounds. I, and you've worked uh, your, your tolerance up, I would imagine over. Uh, and I am 150 miles per hour all the time. So I guess just, so. Just, just going or a hundred kilometers. And yeah, just, just, just that's, full that's on impressive. full bore. That's I have impressive. so many irons in the fire. <laughs> all i know is if i had more than two cups in a day i don't know i would jump into the fire i think but um uh, okay nope okay next so, question because i do want to i want to try to keep this succinct because i want people to just learn about sage and not have okay because there's a whole bunch more powers of sage that we haven't covered yeah so let's quickly talk about some of the other big um health benefits okay so we already talked about the brain and yep. the the, the stimulation we touched a little bit about the antimicrobial so down here in Texas, back in February, we had the first snowstorm in 25 years and it knocked out the power and a lot of people were having problems, you know, they, they weren't ready for it. And one of the big issues is hygiene. And how do you keep yourself clean when you don't have water or power? If nothing else, you use sage as hand sanitizer. You take a handful after using the restroom and just rub it on your hands because it has antimicrobial powers. Okay. You can also use a tea to help treat infected wounds or prevent infected wounds, things like that. For you and your people, the digestive aid of sage, one of the things it does is it helps stimulates the digestion of fats and proteins. Hmm. So you break the fats and proteins down more quickly, you can absorb them more quickly. If you ever think about sausages, they use sage in a lot of sausage recipes mm -hmm. for that reason, because sausages are usually loaded with fats and proteins. And so by mixing the sage in it, it helps speed up the digestion. You get more of the energy out of it, more of the good stuff out of it. You don't get the bloated feeling. That's what sage is doing. It's helping your digestive system with so, the, the fats. So keto carnivore people who are maybe transitioning to higher fat protein and are noticing they're having some digestive issues, a, maybe throw some sage into your recipes. It might help. Mm -hmm. Yes. Huh. Yep. Most Interesting. definitely. Okay. Yep. Okay. Here's another thing that they've found. Science has found uh, hormone balancing. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So again, going back to the sage, they found uh, it helps reduce the, the uh, premenstrual syndrome type stuff. It can help with irregular, irregular menstruation. Mm -hmm. 
On the other end, the menopause, it's shown that it helps reduce hot flashes. And on the men, it helps with premature ejaculation, if we can say that on your I mean, show. <laughs> this, this sounds like it's almost like too good. To be, like Sage kind of does everything now. Come on. How is this not like the super spice that everyone's using and talking about if it has all of these benefits? Seriously, come on. So, yeah. Okay. Do you want the real answer or do yeah. you want? So, cons- all right. So, okay. This is going to, this is going to be fun. I'm trying to think of where to start. Okay, we'll go back, you know, 200,000 years or so. We're using plants. Think about plants. Plants were, well, plants and mushrooms were our medicine. Survival of the fittest, evolution. Those that responded best to the plants were most likely the ones to be the fittest and pass their genes on. So we were, uh, basically, we co-evolved with the plants for them to be our medicine. We are pre-designed for them. We have receptors in our body for the CBD and the cabinet. You know, we, mm-hmm. the oldest medicines going back to marijuana and opiates. Anyway, 1836 rolls around where scientists are going, hey, we can do stuff. And one of them makes a thing called chloral hydrate, which is a very powerful sedative in what they call hypnotic type thing. But it basically, it was used then as a anesthetic during surgeries. And then scientists are going, well, we got this. This was the first non-plant, non-mushroom medicine. What else can we do? Because one of the issues with plants is the concentration of the active ingredients can vary from plant to plant. So you kind of have to play around to find the dose that works for the person. That takes Mm -hmm. some time. That takes effort. Mm -hmm. They start making molecules. They start realizing, well, maybe we can figure out what are the active flavonoids and terpenes and stuff in sage. Can we recreate those in the lab? Can we have them concentrated at you know, just those sort of things? And suddenly the modern pharmaceutical industry begins. So it's a lot easier to make a molecule in a lab, slap it in some starch and a pill and hand it to the person rather than go out, harvest the plants, you know, dry them, freeze dry them, compress them, do all that sort of thing. Um, What it boils down to is pharmaceuticals are for the masses. If you have to keep a huge number of people healthy, uh, let's have a factory making the pills and sending it out to them. And Mm. I mean, the pharmaceutical industry has done some amazing things. There's, you know, people ask, are you against it? No, I, I each in their own place, yeah. but I generally go to the plant stuff because that's what we evolved. I have the knowledge and experience to treat myself, my family, my friends with that. Um, but for the masses, it takes time to make the medications out of the plants as opposed mm-hmm. to an automated factory. Mm-hmm. And so if you're taking care of a lot of people, but at the same time, the going back to the beginning, of the scientists starting to make this stuff, there was argument, well, how could something in a lab be as good as uh, what nature has provided us with? And so it was just the opposite argument back then. But because science had so many successes, electricity, you know, and things like that, and people started to realize, wow, these scientists, they know what they're doing. And it flipped over. away from nature a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. So it flipped over. 
I think this is an an interesting message that I see sort of over and over again, that it kind of goes back to, I mean, you could look at the, the issues with like the meat industry right now too, where like it's scaled up to a point where a lot of the processes and factory farming and ways that we are able to get meat is very suboptimal for the animals, for us, for the environment, all of these things, because we, if we want to get to the masses, we have to start cutting corners places right but that's why it's almost like we have to do extra work to go back to the way things were supposed to be the way things used to be the way things are meant to be for our bodies and um and it takes a little bit of extra time and patience and learning like these things that are supposed to come naturally to us just don't anymore because of the world that we're living in Mm -hmm. so i think that's why it's so important that there are companies like yours (laughs) that are educating about this stuff and talking about this stuff and providing options because I've never, I mean, nobody on this podcast that I can think of is like, we're not like anti-medicine, anti, you know, modern technology. All of that stuff is crucially important and so Mm -hmm. thankful. And if we didn't have it, we wouldn't be talking right now over the internets. But I think that it's, it's important to be able to have access to understanding and learning about some of these more natural things. And it goes back to what you were saying about mm-hmm. not like, not um, rushing the the drying process of the sage leaves. Like you don't, we, we always want to rush and get to the fastest, quickest, easiest, cheapest thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not necessarily what's best for us. So um Mark, okay, I want to stop you here because I, the whole point of these are to try to keep them shorter. It's impossible. Between someone yes. like you and someone like me, it's impossible to have a conversation that like lasts less than a half an hour. However, um, I think that people who listen to this episode, I mean, maybe you you interested them when you were talking about like it's good for your brain, but all those latter <laughs> advantages, we're talking like digestion and sexual mm-hmm. function and hormonal stuff, like that's pretty serious. So um remind folks where, and I have a discount code for them if they're interested in your products, but remind folks where they can go to learn more about the products and the ingredients. Cause you do a really good job on the website of like diving into the ingredients. Right. Yeah. So medicinemanplantco.com, medicinemanplantco.com. Currently we have seven products for sale. There'll be an eighth coming up here uh, very soon. But yes, on each one, I, I list the scientific articles that I use to design these. So the, the actual scientific research, I go into the chemistry, talk about different things that can be used, uh, you know, beyond like when we were talking about sage. Yeah, it's mainly good for the brain, but it has all these other powers too. Yeah. So you yeah, know, you call I, it I the through. brain pill, but it could be like the brain slash like digestion, <laughs> hormonal balance, uh, yeah. you know. And at and if people start looking at the ingredients, they will see there is some overlap in like the, the liver pill and uh, yeah. the blood pressure pill. There's burdock root in both of them because burdock root has so many powers and is so strong and it doesn't need much to accomplish this. You can use it in different pills. So it's yeah. a. Cool. Yeah. Save, save that one for uh, another podcast. That's another good ingredient. Oh, um, yeah. Mark, thank you so much for your time. Um, everybody go out and get some sage, put it on your meat, and uh, we'll be back again soon and talk about another ingredient. Awesome. Thank you very much.
All right, that is it in the interest, again, of trying to not be so long-winded. I'm just gonna leave it there. I hope you enjoy it. Please give me feedback if you liked it, if you want more. Um, any kind of feedback you wanna give me on the podcast, leave a review. I would love that if you enjoy it. I love it when you send me direct messages, but I love it even more when you leave a review because it helps me grow my podcast. Um, reminder to nerd out on all of this stuff if you want to at medicinemanplantco.com. Uh, use the code MUSCLEMAVEN for a 20% discount if you wanna try any of their stuff. Um, and that's it. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you and I'll see you next week.